The Jim Channel Podcast, bringing you the big picture on geoscientific information management through interviews and discussions. I'm Sarah Mitchell. I'm the host of today's podcast, and I'm joined by Misha Stacker from Acquire. Hi, Misha. Hi there, Sarah. Uh, 2016 marks 20 years of business for Acquire, and today we have a special guest. We've invited uh, Jeremy Vincent from Capstone Mining Corporation. Jeremy is the manager of production and development geology for Capstone and has over 11 years of experience in exploration and geological project management. Capstone Mining Corporation, if you don't know, is a Canadian-based metals company with three producing copper mine sites in the Pinto Valley in the USA, Cosamine in Mexico, and Minto in Canada. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Hi. Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? We're good. Um, it's really, it's always interesting to do these things because we're uh, recording this in Australia and you're in Canada, so we're actually recording on two separate days. <laughs> so thank, thank you for joining us at the end of your day. Yeah, no troubles at all. Just to, uh, to get started, could you tell us a little bit about when you started your career in exploration and geology? Yeah, I, I started in... Uh, as soon as I finished university, I had an opportunity to go and join a, uh, an exploration drilling campaign up in, in central Yukon. And it was a uh, kind of a camp-based uh, scenario where I did a rotation four weeks in and two weeks out. And we were basically running a, a fairly intensive infill drilling campaign uh, for, for gold in, in a mantle-style replacement deposit. And so uh, that was about a, a year-long contract. And and then from there, my, my career just kind of evolved. Excellent. It sounds cold when you say mining in the Yukon. It was, it was, um, it, it definitely had its moments, especially uh, it was actually run over the entire year. And, and so we were continuing to drill in the middle of winter and, and uh, it, it, you know, it, it did provide some or pose some challenges, but uh, we were able to do it. We, we didn't really have any major shutdowns or anything like that. And, and, uh, it was actually, it was a fantastic experience. I've, I've spent a couple of years in, in Yukon and, and I, I always enjoy my time whenever I go up there. It's a, it's a beautiful place to work. And, and you kind of, you know, you get used to, get used to the chilly times in the, in the winter and, you know, a little bit of lack of darkness or sorry, a lack of sunlight, I should say. But then it's, it's all made up for in the summer, which is uh, absolutely fantastic up there. Excellent. What when um, if you just want to reflect back to when you first started, um, what were the challenges that you were seeing or that you were facing with information management, what we call Jim, uh, when you first started? That's a good question. Um, I, I don't know if I can really if I can. Well, I guess when I came out of school, you know, I was I was still pretty naive to, to all of this stuff in general. Uh you know, schooling in general, it, it, well, at least, at least, um, in my experience, you know, a lot of the students don't really come out with the, actually with the experience needed, you know, um, with, let's say some sort of advanced database or, or, uh, kind of managing data. It's something that you, you know, you have a natural inclination as to, as to, you know, what you're supposed to do. And, and then we kind of make do with it there. But, but in terms of actually having an idea of, of what was best practice and, and, and how things should be, how data should be managed and, 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 and transferred and, and stored, et cetera, um, you know, that was something I definitely didn't have coming out. And so when I look back now, um, you know, the, the, the software even since then is, has, um, I think it's evolved quite a lot. If the universities didn't, uh, place any importance on it or didn't didn't focus on that 
and and you got out into the industry. Um, what did you? Why? What did you find out about Jim and um, information management? Why did you think that was important? Well, later on in my later on in my career, um, I ended up joining a, a um, an international consultancy firm, and it was actually um, I joined them more as more as a as a junior member on their staff, and um, I was fortunate enough to get a, a lot of really really good training from them and and development actually in my in my skill set. Learning what what best practices were around data management, around QAQC sampling, uh, you know a lot of, a lot of things that are that are quite honestly fundamental to to exploration and and to mining. And uh, through my university education, there there was a bit of a let's say a high level background or or at least a high level education were were given uh, in QAQC if 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 one takes um, you know some proper chemistry courses or. Uh, in sampling, which we do get a bit of an idea of, but it's not—it's not really, you know, tied together with a with with a ribbon and a bow put on it. Um, at least, at least in my experience. And so, it was actually, like I said, through my experience with this consultancy that that then really kind of opened my eyes to, 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 to best practices in you know with with Jim and data management and 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 everything around it. And and so that's when I really started to to get the importance of it, and then I started to, um, from there I was able to, you know, with with kind of future jobs after after uh, my time with the consultancy, um, I was I had the, the opportunity to be exposed to these software packages, and then and then at least you know from there I could move and understand you know what we should be doing with this and and, and how how we should be managing the data in the, in, in the best ways possible. Jeremy, can you tell us a story or give us an example of where uh, Jim or having a Jim solution in an organization um, provided commercial impact or some sort of a, a benefit to the organization? Yeah, I, th- I think there's, you know, I, I, I think there's there's several, uh, you know, there, there's an anecdote, uh, you know, that, that and we can look back even with... Uh, we can even go into database manipulation, and, and I think we can. You know, there's been some stories in the past of of, uh, of of people working for companies, and they've been under pressure, and they've gone and artificially manipulated data in a database that um, you know that I think would have been much more auditable uh, if it were you know some sort of gym software where there's you know a, a more obvious audit trail. Uh, but but personally speaking. And I've I've come across instances where um, where the database was was effectively a, a a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet, and and in there you know there's there's lots of opportunity for for mistakes to be made and and you know no one no one who's who's kind of managing that spreadsheet or acting as a database manager is is intending to make any mistakes, uh, but. There were some some fairly strong ones that we were able to to identify with with uh, assays being or let's say you know values from one element accidentally being substituted and placed into into a column of another element uh, or there's uh, copy and paste errors that 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 can be identified and and I've had a fair amount of experience um, both as a consultant and and in industry um, identifying and working with these challenges. And and this is this is kind of where where Jim software comes in, and it really uh, it makes it a lot more difficult to have you know uh, to have those types of challenges, which is which is excellent. We want to be avoiding 
uh, these types of mistakes, which can, you know, they, they can lead to, you know, generally they, you know, they, they don't, well, they, <laughs> they can lead to huge problems actually, if, if, if there's some really gross errors made. Uh, and that's, and that's ultimately what, what we want to, you know, what we want to avoid. And that's, and that's exactly what we've been able to find so far with, uh, when I've been using the gym software or, or, or gym applications, then uh, the, the the data performance and and our audits always seem to go much better. Great. One one of the things we've talked about over the last couple episodes is that geoscientific information and data in general can seem like an intangible thing. So, do you think companies understand how important it is? How important gym data is to the entire mining value chain? That's a great question. <laughs> I think I think at a high level, uh, companies do. Uh, you know, there there is investment made into these into these software products. There, um, you know, compared to other alternatives out there, um, you know, or, or the, there are other cheaper alternatives out there. That's, but. And, and sometimes companies will go with those instead. And I, and I think, you know, those are definitely companies that, that, that might not necessarily understand how critical their data are. Um, but with companies that even, that, that do invest this, I think, or in, invest their money into these, uh, into these products, I think even then the, the full ramifications uh, of this data might not necessarily be fully understood. Uh, there's, I think there's opportunities out there for, for companies to, to even invest more into their management of their data, uh, whether it's whether it's via staffing or 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 other mechanisms to be checking and verifying their their principal data, it's at the end of the day the the data that that's you know collected by the geologists in the field or that's um, collected at, at the drill site. Ultimately, you know, for for a project that starts to advance down the mine value chain and get through, you know, into some sort of advanced exploration stage where where a mineral resource model is is about to be created, um, there's really a, a there, there's a knock on effect with with errors. They're they're carried through the process all the way right all the way through to a final resource estimate and then a financial uh, a financial evaluation that let's, let's say sits on top of a of a PEA or or even our mineral reserve model that's that's underpinning a, a PFS or, or an FS, and so um, you know these the how important or how critical it is to to ensure that that the source data is correct and then and then properly stored in these databases. Um, I think sometimes might not be completely um, you know whether it's understood or or, or maybe um, respected uh, as much as it could be. That's really interesting, Jeremy, that you use the word respect, because that's not something I think that we hear very often when it comes to uh, geoscientific information management. It, what do you see as the biggest challenge for Jim in your organization? That's a question, and I'm not, and I'm not sure if I have the answer to that right away. Um, it's, you know, as a, as a software, it, it, it does take a, uh, it takes a fair amount of training. Um, at least that I'm, at least with the software packages that I'm familiar with, it, it does take a fair amount of training and expertise um, to be used correctly and to, and to be able to have someone um, manage the software. I think I think to its full capability. And you know, I now do I consider that that a challenge to Jim? Um, I'm I'm not sure if that is a challenge. It um, you know, user friendliness is always you know is always a benefit to software, but. 
Um, in terms of anything else within, like, let's say within our organization, I'm not sure if I can identify any challenges right now. It's, you know, the the goal of of, of our gym software is to is to store our data, is to, you know, and then and then we have to have protocols in place to make sure it's backed up on a regular basis in case there's some sort of catastrophic failure or, you know, we lose we lose our servers, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then from there is, is to be able to, to export it, use it, uh, manipulate it, and, and even to be able to generate, um, be able to generate some sort of quality control information on it. And, and right now that we're able to do all of that with our, with our, with our software and, and we're able to have, uh, we're able to do, um, uh, you know, regular health checks and, and make sure that, that our data are, are in the, you know, in the type of shape that we need it to be in. Excellent. One of the um, things that I think everybody in the industry is struggling a little bit with right now is the, you know, current market, market conditions are not fantastic for the resources industry. So how can uh, gym initiatives help organizations prosper when we're, we are in a, in, in a down cycle? This is another tough question that I'm not sure if there's really a, uh, an easy answer for. Um, ultimately, it starts with placing the value on the data first, and so you know there's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of good causes where where companies can be spending their money, whether they're an exploration company or or a mining company, you know wherever they are in the you know within the spectrum of of the mining exploration industry. And I think it, it really comes down to how companies want to prioritize this type of thing. Uh, I think I think we'll find, you know, and we'll find in general that, that that the leading companies you know prioritize their their data data collection and then data management, and and then from you know with that you'll see that they generally have some fairly robust um, software packages or, or gym packages in place. Uh, in general, I, I you know I believe that's that's what we'll see. And so, in right now in today's in today's climate where we have you know where every dollar is 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 even more precious, and and where resources or or fundraising capabilities are are limited, uh, you know I I think it's up to the companies who value their data the most uh, who will you know ensure that that the the correct management software and, and, and software to store their data is, you know, is given priority um, and, and, and that it takes, yeah, that it takes the, the front seat. That's great, Jeremy. Um, I guess with the, uh, with the current market conditions as well, we, we're hearing a lot of talk around um, innovation, productivity and efficiency in, in the resources industry. Um, it seems to be the, the big buzzwords that, that everyone's using. What's, um, what are some of the trends that, you know, are you seeing any trends emerging or innovative trends emerging um, at the moment that are, that are possibly helping productivity in, in mining? You know, there, there's a saying that, that, that necessity breeds, uh, breeds uh, you know, invention or, or, and it breeds uh, efficiency or, you know, something along those lines, right? This is where, where some of the best innovation, actually, that was the word I was looking for. Um, necessity breeds innovation. Uh, and I think there isn't any, any specific one trend that I can put my, my finger on right now. Uh, you know, uh, where the, the industry as a whole is, is experiencing downsizing. Uh, companies are, are having to, to cut staff, 
to you know to manage manage costs and 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 to keep themselves keep themselves at least uh, economically viable you know while while times are tough. There's you know we can look at any any one area and whether it's you know whether it's geology engineering processing uh, where teams are are you know trying to squeeze uh, every bit of value they can but. I don't think actually right now off the top of my head I don't think I can actually give you a, a, a single trend that I'm noticing other than the fact that that companies are having to buckle down and and you know we're we're, we're being forced to be more innovative uh, but that's fortunately that's that's about all I can give you at this point in time I'd have to think about that more I don't think you're the only one feeling like that Jeremy um, what so? It, it, what kind of areas are you focusing on in this cycle to keep yourself competitive? Keep the the mind that you're working in competitive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess my the area that I work in the in the, the most is around mineral resource estimation, and so um, a mineral resource model is is um, it's definitely an important part um, for uh, well, I guess of of the mine value chain. Where, where you know a model is being is being generated from from the base data that that's collected in the field. So geologists are out there mapping, um, taking samples. There's you know whether there's some other exploration campaigns taking place, geochemistry, geophysics, et cetera, et cetera, and then and then you know moving on and, and getting some drilling information, and then we're going and, and building these mineral resource models and. Um, the the mineral resource model can can it ultimately it, it's there to give the best representation possible of of the geology and, and and of the mineralization so a company can then can then determine whether or not it's it's act the the project itself is could be economically viable and so um, you know as the as the expression goes garbage in equals garbage out <laughs> and so. Uh, as a you know somebody in my role i'm i'm very aware of of the data that i'm that i'm using to then go ahead and, and try and generate a model and, and it's always a collaborative effort with with the geologists at site uh with with the database managers and and with you know with metallurgists geotechnical people mining engineer it's, it's all a one big collaborative effort but we're we're all trying to you know do our best to to make sure that this model is representative and if the model isn't then I think there, it, it, it opens up the opportunity for, for um, incorrect decisions to be made, which can ultimately cost the company a lot of money. And so in terms of innovation, um, from my end, uh, we've, let's see, we've taken steps to purchase, to purchase, I think, some leading software out there that, that helps, us, um, helps us save time. It, it allows us to, to generate, a, I think, a, you know, robust geological models. And then from there, we, I'm trying to use um, you know, the, the best techniques possible in terms of being able to, to analyze the data uh, statistically, geostatistically, and, and then to be able to, you know, in the best way possible, reproduce, um, let's say, variability, variability that I'm seeing in, in, in grades and, and have the model you know, mimic what we would expect to find if we were to go in and, and, and open up the ground. And from there, that ultimately, you know, the goal is to make sure or is to then help, um, you know, the mining engineers do a, do a resource estimate and then therefore, you know, put some sort of financial evaluation around this to see, you know, what, what type of potential, um, you know, benefit do we, 
could we receive as a company? Perfect. I think we're going to leave it at that today. If you've enjoyed our discussion, please tell your friends and colleagues about the podcast, which you can find on our Acquire newsroom at acquire.com.au. You've been listening to Acquire's podcast, The Gym Channel. Find us at acquire.com.au.